All right. You guys ready? Well, good. Thank you guys so much. We are starting next week a new series called At the Movies. How many of you have experienced At the Movies before? It's one of our favorite yearly series that we, we do, and we're kicking it off next week. And uh, throughout the first four weeks of uh, July, we'll be doing At the Movies. And then the last week, we have a guest speaker, uh, Joel uh, Stocksdale, Pastor Joel Stocksdale, that will be coming and speaking. And so that's going to be exciting. And so you don't want to miss. you got to cancel vacations. And <laughs> we got people going all around the world here. So, But no, you don't have to cancel. But uh, it's going to be a great time, great, great time. So if you haven't experienced it, come and, and experience it. Uh, also, uh, next week, water baptism. If you've not been water baptized, grab your communication card, mark it. I don't know what's holding you back. If you've made a commitment to Jesus, go ahead and take that next step. And go ahead and get water baptized, okay? And, uh, and so uh, we'll contact you once you mark that on your communication card, and we'll give you opportunity to turn that in. And then next week, also, our growth track, another area, another step that you can take that we want to encourage you to take and go ahead and get con- uh, connected in a greater capacity here at the church, and you can do that through the growth track. It, we, we explain the, the vision and dream and how, how uh, uh, you can be connected to that and how we can do this together all right you got it one more thing radiant women uh yeah our radiant women our women's conference is just around the corner and if you haven't signed up want to encourage you there'll be there's a radiant table out there uh you can go out there and you can ask questions there'll be somebody there that will uh answer your questions all right you good uh, one more thing, uh, we have some new invite cards for you guys, two different sizes, and there are some uh, at the Welcome Center or at this table that you can take, invite some folks to at the movies or just to church, and, and so there's invite cards, you might want to carry them in your uh, billfold, or you might want to carry them in your purse, or you might just want to carry them in your car, or you just, I don't know, anyway, just take them and invite some folks, alright? Alright, here we go. Today I want to continue on and actually conclude, and I I really honestly could probably carry on for the rest of the year talking about living from the inside out. And, uh, And so I want to start out with this statement as we launch today, and it's this, the only way to experience personal and lasting change, direction, and results is from the inside out. And we're talking about living from the heart. God created us to live from the heart. That we're to do life from the heart. We're to be uh, doing our relationships from the heart. Everything is from the heart. The Bible says whatever we do, we're to do it heartily as under the door of Lord. All with our heart. And so we've been taking Proverbs chapter 4. The problem is, is that we've got we to guard our heart and then we've got to live from that heart. Many times we allow things into our heart that can cause us to be hard-hearted and we want to make sure we're protecting our heart all the time. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. I want to read this out of two different translations. Translations. Uh, first of all, it says, keep your heart with all diligence. In other words, we need to be uh, not, uh, 
We need, to, we need to make sure that we're serious about this, that we keep it with all diligence. We need to be consistent about protecting our hearts, not allowing things to come in and contaminate our hearts. But it says this, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life, or the boundaries of life. Uh, another translation, which I'm going to read to you from, it says it this way. It says, guard your heart more than anything else, because the source of your life flows from it. It flows from it. What God does, he does from the inside out. He does from our hearts. Uh, the Bible says that uh, in many, many places, it talks about not losing heart, uh, making sure that we not only guard our heart, but we're not to lose heart in well-doing. And so we need to make sure that our heart is always engaged and scripture says this, that you worship me with your mouth, but your heart is far from me. And so our heart needs to be connected to God in order to have God results in our life. And so today we're going to be talking about living your faith potential. Faith is from the heart. And we want to live our faith potential today. We have potential through faith. Did you know that? We have the potential to bring about God's design and God's desire in our life. But it takes faith. It takes faith. And today, God wants to bring faith to us. The channel that God brings faith to us is through His Word. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. And so today, God wants to bring faith into our lives so that we can live from that faith. The Bible tells us to not only walk by faith, but we're to live by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. It takes faith to please God. We need faith to please God. And so, so I, 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 there's so many ways that I could uh, go about this, but I, I thought about a number of different illustrations and a number of different stories in life. But let me just bring it home, first of all. All of us live in this life and all of us are going through this life and we have needs on a daily basis and God wants to be our everything he wants to be everything in our lives regardless of what we're going through small or big Uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's relational or if it's financial or if it's physical or whatever it may be it may be ministry it doesn't it doesn't matter whatever it is in our life he wants to be involved and engaged in our life But in order for that to happen, it's not just going to happen just because we're a a, a part of the family of God. It's going to happen because we're engaging God through through faith, by our faith, believing his word and acting upon his word in our life. And so we're going to look and see what that looks like. And throughout scripture, there's a lot of different scriptures that I actually laid out. But I'm, I'm feeling a little sense in my heart to go a little bit different direction at this very moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, and I'm going to just start there rather than taking you where uh, I was going to take you originally. And, uh, I, and I, this is, this is, here's the story. Let me just kind of lay the backdrop of this story here. Is that uh, Joshua was taking over the leadership of Israel after the death of Moses. And unfortunately, God had a plan for Israel, and there was a whole generation that never did experience that plan. They wandered in the wilderness, never to enter in to what God had for them. And I'm here to tell you that that happens for a lot of different people 
In Mark chapter 4, we're not going there, but uh, Jesus talked about four different types of hearts. And he said, out of those four hearts, there's only one heart that produced fruit. And that tells me about 75% of, of, of people are not entering into what God has for them. And it's because of a heart condition. And the Bible says that Jesus explained these things to his disciples. And, and uh, you know, he took his disciples apart after ministering to the, to the multitudes and he explained it to them. And, and right after that, on the same day, the Bible says, let's go to the other side. Jesus told his disciples, let's get in the boat and let's go to the other side. And in the process of going to the other side, a storm arose. Jesus was camped out, man. He was laying down. He was snoozing. He was asleep, head on the pillow. Not a care in the world. Because he had the word. Not only was he the word, but he had the word. And he already gave the word. Let's go to the other side. He wasn't concerned. The word had already been given. We were going to the other side. And here his disciples woke him up. Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? And we know the story. Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and, and it calmed. And, and then he looked at his, his disciples and he says, Why is it that you have no faith? They should have been full of faith. He had just spent all day expounding on the word of God and the potency of the word, the power of the word, and the ability of the word in their life and what it can do for them if they would have the right heart and allow that heart to receive it and, and penetrate it and, and, and allow uh, uh, that faith to, to be lived out through that heart. But they didn't have, they didn't have any faith. And there's, a, I believe, a number of different reasons why. And the children of Israel had the word of God. There was a whole generation that had God's word that they should have entered into what God had for them. A whole, they had a, a whole life that God had designed for them that they never lived in, lived in or ever experienced because they doubted God's word. And so today I'm wanting, I'm wanting to take us to a, a place where we can experience God's best for our life. Not only for you personally, because let me tell you something. Don't, don't just come into this place, receive what God has for you, for you and your four and no more. What God has for you is much bigger than you. There's a, there's a whole world that needs to be reached. There's a great church here to be built. And so I want you to uh, stretch today. Allow me to stretch you. Allow God to stretch you even further than where you are today, and that your belief system would be bigger than it had been ever before. So in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, let's look at it. There were a few things that were said in this chapter. The Bible says, it says, Don't let this, this law or this word depart from your mouth, but meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Not just success, but good success. I think the difference between good success and success is that there's a lot of people that are succeeding out there, but it's not real good for them. There's a lot of people that are miserable in their success because God's not in it. But when God's in it, it's good. Because taste and see that the Lord is good. And so when God's in it, it's good for us. Amen? 
And there's three real specific things that I see out of Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that I believe that God wants us to grab hold of if we're going to experience, if we're going to experience the, the faith potential for our life. The first thing that God says is don't let this word depart from your mouth. We need to make sure that we, if we're going to have what God has for us, it's going to come by us speaking boldly. Speaking boldly what God says concerning our life. We got to be willing. Sometimes we hesitate in speaking what God says. We got to be willing to speak boldly what God says. You remember the children. And let me just say it this way. Many times we're bold to speak our fears. We're bold to speak our problems. But we're not bold to speak our solution, which is found in God's word. Why is that? Because we're fearful that it's not going to come to pass is probably why. The children of Israel, when God envisioned what the life that he had for them and in bringing them out of slavery was that they would experience life, the life that he has for them. And to experience life is, is to experience Christ. And he wanted them to experience life. Not only did he want to take them out of Egypt, he wanted to take Egypt out of them. And they stayed in a, in, a, in a place of bondage because we know the story. If you read your Bible, how I many you read your Bible? You need to read your Bible. If you, you, if you know the story, they wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back to bondage. And that's the reason. The reason is, is because they still had Egypt in them. And God wanted them free. He wanted to set them free. Not only does he want them to experience life, but he wants them to find freedom. And the same stands true with you and I. But more than that, he wanted them to discover their purpose. He has a purpose for every one of us. And then he wanted them to enter into what he had for them, and that's to make a life-giving difference in the lives of others. Did you know that? If you didn't, we want to help you do that. I want to encourage you to get involved in the growth track. We'll help you do that. But as, as I was thinking about all of this, God sent he sent, or, or uh, Moses sent 12 spies into, into Israel, and he says, go out and spy out the land. Go spy out the land. Because, not because to see if you can do it or not, not to see if it's a, a, able to be accomplished or not, but go spy out the land and come back, and let's get a strategy, and let's make this thing happen. But instead of that taking place, when the spies came back, guess what? Ten out of the twelve spies, the Bible says, brought back an evil report. They begin to speak boldly their fears, their doubts, their unbelief. They begin to speak contrary to God's word. And if we're going to have what God has, we've got to be willing to speak forth boldly what God says. Before God does anything here on this earth, he speaks it forth. Let there be, and there was. Let there be light, and there was. And it's, it's the same stands true today. Whatever it is that God has for you and I today, we've got to boldly speak it forth in order to have it in our life. This is good preaching. I don't know about you, but I, I just, you know, every day I'm speaking and declaring some things over us. Every day, I, I have this long list of things that I, I thank you, Lord. I pray, declare, and thank you. And I speak this whole long list of things that we walk by faith and not by sight. 
That we walk by your word and not by human reasoning. That we walk by your will and not the will of man. That we walk in light and not in darkness. That we walk by your, by your truth and not lies and deceptions. Lord, I thank you that we walk and live by your righteousness and not self-righteousness. I thank you, Lord, that we walk and live, Father God. And I I go through this whole list of things, and I'm declaring over our lives that we are are, uh, disciplined and self-controlled and not lazy or slothful. And so I'm I'm declaring what it is that God says concerning, concerning our lives. And I believe that's why God's brought me and brought us to where we are today. But God's not through. God has much greater and better. I believe that that's going to be realized and experienced once we align our mouths, our tongues, our words with what God has, God has dreamed for us. Are we, are we dreaming what God is dreaming and are we speaking what God is speaking over our lives? 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 says this, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. spoke. So believing is not good enough. We need to also speak. He says, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believed and therefore speak. And many of you know this scripture really quick. Mark 11, verse 22 and 23. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Literally means have the faith of God. Do you know that your faith is on borrow? It's, it's on loan? It's, it's God's faith that we have. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. He gives us that faith and he wants us to operate in that faith. So it says here, have the faith of God or have faith in God. And here's God's faith being expressed or lived out. Here's what it looks like. It says, for surely I say to you, whoever says, say says, whoever says to this mountain be removed, be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he, notice that it doesn't say those things that he believes. It's those things that he says will be done. Whatever He will have whatever he says. Our words are key to what God has for us. And too often, too many times, we're speaking our fears and our problems and our issues. And that's why we're experiencing so many fears and problems and issues in our lives. Job, many people do not understand the book of Job. And many people don't realize that Job invited a lot of the issues and problems that he had come upon his life. Job chapter 3 tells us, if you go through scripture, you'll see how God works. But Job chapter 3 tells us, it says in verse 25 and 26, it says, For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. He spoke all the fears and all the concerns, and as a result, guess what he experienced? Martin Luther King Jr. spoke this forth. He says, I'll never see the age of 40. And at 39, he was assassinated. 
I believe there's that much power. The Bible says in Proverbs that there's, there's, the, there's, there's power in, in, in our words. Of life and death in our words. Today, you want better for your life? Align your words with God's word. Speak it boldly. He says, don't let this word, don't let this, this word depart from your mouth. And there's so many scriptures that I could lay out for you, but I'm just going to stop there on, the, on this point. But watch your words. And then he says, meditate day and night. And, and the, second, the second thought I want to give you this morning is that, that how we're going to have everything that God wants for us is that we're going to have it by thinking big. We cannot think small. We've got to think God thoughts. God-sized thinking. How many of us are thinking too small for our life? We're just thinking barely get by. We're just thinking just, uh, as I said earlier, us four and no more. We're thinking, well, just if we can just, if we can just take that, if we can just, you know, if we can just get through the day. How about we just get through this year and do something great this year? We're declaring this year that we're going to double as a church. Can we do that? You know what? It's not going to happen if we can't think big. We've got to think big. I need some big thinkers in this house. I need you thinking bigger than what you've been thinking. And that's, that's just, let's just do that this year. Let's just double this year. Let's just, and that's, that's small thinking still. Okay, I'm just helping you get to that next step. But let's, let's think big. Amen? God wants greater for us. He says, meditate on this word day and night. You've got to meditate on this, what God wants, what he desires, what he's designed. And, 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 you know, for the children of Israel, all they saw was the giants in the land. They didn't see the promised land. See, your, your, your purpose, your, your promises have to be bigger than your problems. Or else your problem becomes your problem. And they said, oh, uh, the the, the ten spies came back, oh, we're like grasshoppers in their sight, and so are we in our own sight. You little grasshopper, you. Get up. Start thinking, see if God be for us, who could be against us? I'm telling you, God has greater for us. God dealt with me a good while back about... uh, not allowing my dream and the dream that he has for us to, to be uh, sh- shrink down to the level of my circumstances. Too, a- too often we start going through, we have these big dreams and then our circumstances happen and they will happen. You will have some giants in the land. You will have some opposition. You will have a, you will have a, a, a wilderness that you're going to have to uh, navigate through to get to your promise. You're going to have some dry places where you're going to need some supernatural provision where God's going to bring water out of the ground and where he may have to feed you from the sky. I, I, you know, there's some things that he may have to do to get you to where you need to get. And, and many times what we do is we allow those circumstances to keep us from dreaming big, thinking big. Instead of thinking big, we start, we start shrinking our thinking. And that becomes our pursuit. Those little things in life. And God dealt with me. You don't do that. That's not me. We serve a big God, a great God, a creator. We serve a provider. We serve a God that is our protector, and he's there to help us, and he's on our side. This doesn't encourage you. I'm getting encouraged, and, you know, 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, I'm just going to share this with you. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Make sure that we have, we have a, a heart that is not perverted with doubt and unbelief. Let's have a heart that's full of faith. Look at, and look at it out of the Message Bible. I love the way it puts it. It says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you will see God in the outside world. Isn't that cool? God wants us to see him on the outside. So we need to speak boldly. We need to think big. And then lastly, I want to give you this. The Bible says that you may observe, Joshua 1a, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will have, then you will be prosperous and then you will have good success. And last point is that how are we going to have our faith potential lived out is by fearless actions. Fearless. We allow fear to keep us and hold us back. We need fearless actions that if God says it, we believe it, we act on it. Regardless of what it is, if, it's, if we've got God's word on it, his word's forever settled. By the way, God's word is foundational. When we build our house on his word, whenever storms hit, we continue to stand but when we build our house on the sand, when we don't build it on his word, when the storms hit, we crumble under the pressure of the storms. So we need to act on the word of God fearlessly and watch God work in our life. I am convinced with all of my heart the reason that people are not experiencing God is because they're not acting on God's word. James tells us, it tells us in James 2.26, it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. What is faith? What is faith? Well, faith is the things that we speak and the things that we act on. Not only our beliefs, we can believe. The Bible says even demons believe and tremble. They do, right? And so we need, we need to make sure that we're speaking. And sometimes I'm telling you, it's, 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 it, can be, it can be tough. When, when push comes to shove, when the rubber hits the road, many people back off from acting because of the fears that they feel. And God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He's giving you love, power, and a sound mind. He's giving you not that spirit. He's giving you the spirit and the ability to act. That's what God has given us. I remember when we started Church on the Move, just really quickly. When we started Church on the Move, or before we started, it was I remember all the emotions and all the fears. and Well, I don't remember them all, but I, I remember having a lot of emotions and fears and, and all the, the, the contradicting thoughts that contradict what God, I believe God had for us and wanted for us to do and accomplish. And it's like, you know what? I, I either going to have to take this step or if I don't, I will never take this step. I'm either going to step out of the boat and I'm going to walk on the water or I'm going to stay in this boat in this place of comfort and I'm going to stay here and, and, and become a critic to those that have stepped out. And I remember taking that step, and we stepped, and I had no clue. Back then, there wasn't the, 
the, the ministries that are here in, in, in this day and age that, at least I wasn't aware of them, that help people to, uh, to launch churches like there are today. And we support uh, a couple of great organizations that launched lots of great churches and doing great. And, uh, and they weren't there. And so I, ju- I just like, okay, we have a great heart. We want we want to we want to reach the unchurched. We want to we want to be a church for children and youth. We want to be a place where we help people to to experience God. That's right. And so we came. We rolled into town on the last day of July of 1995. We rolled in, and uh, I didn't know what to do, so I looked for a building. We found a building, went in, and, and it took us a couple of weeks to find that building. And, and then that building was not a church building. We had to reconstruct it, and we went in there and painted and put up walls and took down walls and did all kinds of stuff, put some paint in, put some carpet in. And, and, and it's like, okay, what do we do now? Let's hold a service, okay? So on September the 10th, just about a month and 10 days later, we started a church. Well, that's not what you do. You come in and build relationships. I didn't know any better. I just like, hey, fearless action. We just going to do this. And we didn't have anything to speak of. When we started the church, we didn't even have a sound system. We started with my son's boombox on the stage. He had to come up and push the play, and that's my wife led worship. And it was it was cassettes. Yeah, you, you remember cassettes back? Some of you, some of you younger people's like, what is cassettes? What are you talking about? iPod or, or my iPhone or you know? No, it wasn't any of that. It was a cassette player, and that's how we started. And, and I'm telling you, it's like, especially in those days, it's like, man, is this ever going to happen? And God took our hearts and our faith. And throughout the years, he's used it. And he's brought great people. It wasn't a year later, he brought Bobby and Vicky in. And uh, he's brought uh, Cindy and uh, others right after Miss Cherry back there. And those people that's been with us like 20 years or so, they've been with us for a lot, a lot of years. And, and we finally got a $900 sound system for the auditorium. That's what we started with. We just looked at a church uh, just recently. It's just not a, not a big church. I, I think it held about four or 500 people, the, the auditorium. And uh, they just built not long ago, and, and, and really they wanted to do better. But their, their sound system was uh, 200000 Just for the sound. It's not, it's not, it doesn't take long, trust me. You might think, wow, no, think big. Think big. Quit it. Quit it. Quit it. Think big. All right? Think big. Because we want, we, want to, we want to reach people for the glory of God. But it's going to take some fearless action. It's going to take you and I believing God's word and acting on it so that we see his results in our lives. Amen? And as we do. I believe a great future awaits us Amen. in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for revealing yourself to us this morning. Gosh, through worship, through the exhortation, through, 
through your word, Lord. Thank you for just showing yourself to us in a, in a very mighty, mighty way today. We truly do want to honor you, and we know, Lord, that without faith it's impossible to please you. And, Lord, it's just simply you talking to us and us responding by saying, yes, we believe you, Lord. Amen. And, Lord, I just pray for those that are here today that have struggled in their faith. I know that we can't pray for faith. It comes by hearing and by hearing your word. And I thank you today that you would help them to receive it, embrace it, and act on it, and speak it out of their mouths, and watch it take place in their lives. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name.